some shit. How oh, you got me fucked. Actually, you know the dude that made that song? I think his name was like Champagne Poppy on Vine or some shit. Okay. So apparently he's now in prison uh, for murder. So. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Good. Great. Fantastic. Shit scary out here. <laughs> well, hello everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 41 of Intuit. I am Sal. And I am Lyndon. And we're back. How are we doing? How are we feeling? How was your week? Listen, I got some stew. I got okay. some Ugali for my Kenyan peeps out there. And I'm okay. just vibing right now. Now, what Completely is that? Sober, but I, just I have vibing. no idea what that is. So do you know what fufu is? I do not. It's like a, it's like a cornmeal-based food where I'm actually supposed okay. to eat this. It helps you to eat like skumawiki, which is kind of like collard greens and any type of stew that you're eating with okay. your hands. So instead of having a spoon, you kind of use this to like scoop up the jaw and it's really, really filling because it's just cornmeal and water. And it's just, it's a lot of fucking stirring until it becomes this hard, soft Interesting. thing. Okay. It's hard to describe in American context because we don't have anything in America that's similar. That's cool though. Yeah, so I'm eating that shit. So I'm about to be fed. Okay, there <laughs> we go. That's you? what we like. As you know, this week has been crazy. I feel yes. like I'm just trying to put myself into a good mood because I need it. And um, yeah, yeah you just... sent me those voice memos yesterday and I was like, I can hear the shackles. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy stuff with work to fill people in. But once I've been yeah. done, I've been so motivated. I've been going to the gym and wanting to go to the gym and like really, Love really that enjoying it which is so unusual for me so i don't know if anyone else can relate to that kind of switch i don't know what happened maybe it's all the stress and just getting to relieve it it's a good stress reliever yeah and plus it's a really good stress reliever. do you want to hear something even more bizarre i've been making friends at the gym the no fuck? see now you lost me see now is this like <laughs> see, now you lost what me. being an adult is like or what i don't even know i guess maybe but <laughs> listen all in all we're trying to make the best of this week it's beautiful outside the weather has been so beautiful. nice grossly hot at some points but yeah hey it's the summertime we're here we're grab you a seltzer have a drink yeah, start cleaning your house we're ready we're ready strap yourselves in that's all i have for the intro do you have anything else no, I'm good. All right, we're just going to dive right into the bitch. We'll be back after this. And we are back. This is the part of the episode where we get into it on all the juicy news, hot gossip. Our first story has to do with Raven Simone. And mm-hmm. I guess it kind of relates to what we were talking about earlier, going to the gym, except she's not really going to the gym. Um, so she recently updated everybody on her weight loss journey on Good Morning America. She revealed that she lost 30 pounds in three months. What? Yeah. So that's a lot of weight. It is a lot of weight. So she said that fasting has helped her in her weight loss journey. She said, I am low carb as much as I can be. I do very minimal exercise and I am an avid faster. I make sure I have a minimum of 14 hour fast before dinner and breakfast. I'm sorry? She went on to say that she is not trying to be a little twig. 
She wants to make sure that her body is healthy and prepared to deal with old age. Yeah, so listen, I she says that she I'm has not a dietitian. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not a dietitian. This does sound questionable. She claims that she has the correct people around her. She has a team that's on it I'm and sure she's she not forcing this down anyone's throat. She's saying, "Listen, this is what's working for me." Mm-hmm. Anyone else, it's going to be a different situation. Do what's best for you. And I kind of, out of this entire thing, I have to say, I like her perspective in that she's just like, I'm getting myself ready for old age. Like, Yeah, I she's not per- doing it just for yeah. the summer. Like, she's doing this, like, for longevity reasons. Yeah. And then she went back in to delve on her previous experiences with Disney. And she said, you know, whenever she lost weight previously, Mm-hmm. It was so difficult being in the public eye. She said, the way people were treating me while I was bigger was emotionally damaging. When I lost yeah. weight, I remember the moment I went on the red carpet and in my head, I was cussing everyone out. I'm like, wow, now you want to look at me because I'm skinny? Thanks. Mm. I don't know the method in which she's doing, how sustainable that is over a long period of time i i'm not doing any 14 hour fast you've got me i could never do intermittent fasting absolutely not you will never catch me on that diet i'm sorry (laughs) nope no ma'am no ma'am that's not for me that's not my gospel you'd be easy though (laughs) yeah if you want to i like food too much listen i i get her wanting to lead a healthier lifestyle and i guess this is helping her do so what are your thoughts yeah I I was just worried initially because thirty pounds is a lot of weight to lose in three months. Yeah, that's that true. is a, that's lot a lot of weight to lose. You're actually only supposed to lose at most like two to three pounds, mm-hmm. I guess, healthily. That that's what I've heard personally. Okay. Um, a week, not a month, a week. Okay. So, so ten like, pounds is kind of a lot to be consistently losing. Yeah. Granted, I don't know what her weight was before. I do not know what her weight is now. Could it have been a lot of water weight potentially? I know every time I've lost weight, it's been mainly water weight mm-hmm. i know i mean my 600 pound life is completely different but you know like those <laughs> on those episodes even though i don't really know if i believe in the ethics of that doctor anymore well, that's true um but in a lot of the episodes the doctor would be like yeah you need to lose 50 pounds and they'll lose 20 pounds of just water weight mm. within a short time period <laughs> so it really just depends on your body what's good for you i mean as long as she's doing it as healthily as possible and it's in a way that she is monitoring all aspects of herself. She clearly has the money and probably has the ability to have a team that actually cares for her to make sure that it's not just a quick fad to lose weight because mm-hmm. a lot of times diets, you do them, you stop them, and then you gain the weight back, whatever. Exactly, it plateaus at a certain point. Yeah, and I agree with you that I like that she's looking at the longevity of it versus just, I need to lose weight now. Yeah, and she's always struck me. I mean, I'm sure she's had her moments but she's always struck me as one of those child stars from that generation who always had her head on straight and yeah. may have had some points where she's tripped and fallen, but picked herself back up and learned from that. Just because we've talked about her directing now for Disney Channel and recently they did an episode about microaggressions. I saw a preview for that, which was pretty cool for Raven's Home. Oh, wow. But um, she always talked about really what's the word taking these kids in these child actors and giving them a safe space and making sure that they're not falling off the rails like we've seen in the past. And she's, I am from what I remember, she's been trying to create a safe environment for them. So I feel like that kind of applies to the way she's, she is with her own life and trying to push past these 
childhood traumas that she experienced mm. at a younger yeah. age. I, I don't like for me, I don't agree with some of the things that Raven has said about certain aspects of the black community. I'm like, well, well yes, are we, sure we, want to we say all that? remember but I get saying, the like, Oprah interview. She is trying to cultivate a safe space for especially black young people, like children. Correct. And I'm very happy that she has returned to Disney Channel to do that. Because after Casey Undercover, like, where was the diversity? Yeah. And I, w- I would say black actors, too. But also every child actor. I just remember hearing yeah. interviews when she started directing Raven's Home. Like, she was like, okay, like these, I make sure these kids understand that, you know, we have a safe environment, but they need to come to work and come prepared. And that they, they can't be thinking that, oh, I'm a celebrity and get caught up in all that mess. Like, this is just yeah. a job. You go to school, then you come and do this job. We'll provide you a safe space, but we need to keep them in line. This way they're not, you know, getting distracted by all the glitz and the glam. Which is very easy to do when you have so much money as a child. Yes, and you're the breadwinner for the family, as we've seen in the past. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Just cycling back to this. As long as she's doing it the right way and what works for her, and it's not like she's shoving this down people's throat. I think she's telling everyone of, this is the best thing to do ever. Like, no, no she's, she's like, this is what's working for me. This yeah. is what I'm doing. But it's not everyone's gospel, and that's fine. Exactly. And I didn't realize she got married last year. Did you know that? Oh yeah, it was all over lesbian TikTok. Are you, I missed that. I missed that one. I had no idea. I was so happy for it. I should have brought it as a story. I completely forgot. Yeah, it's all good. Now she has like a YouTube channel with her wife too. Oh, I didn't know she had a YouTube channel. I didn't know that was getting fucking YouTube channels these days. That is true. So that's that. Go Raven. You do you. Kevin Hart was coming out screaming and kicking because people were. (laughs) <laughs> tweeting there was like this viral tweet that was going around that was saying kevin hart isn't funny and then he just like went on this tangent on twitter pulling up all these receipts he has the highest grossing comedy specials of all time and all this shit and i don't care i don't care about this guy i never really cared for his comedy comments or not like of course he's made very questionable comments that he's been very stubborn about even addressing even though he's addressed in the past but like even when people have been upset now he's like so against that for some reason and it's like no you said some fucked up shit like just yeah i don't know why you can't just acknowledge it again that okay that was shitty whatever but um i never liked his comedy i i really didn't care for him ever i thought the new jumanji movie was a fucking disgrace they should have never made a new one after robin williams passed away because that's the only classic but uh that's where i'm at what do you have with this my thing is i did find kevin hart very funny i mean i haven't looked at any of his new stuff and i probably won't okay just because of like after the whole cheating thing like cheating for me is the one thing especially because he did cheat on his wife allegedly oh i didn't know about that she was you didn't While she know- was pregnant? No, wait. Yeah, you didn't know about this? No, I don't follow this. him. Hold on, let me make sure that I'm not giving out any misinformation because there's a lot of people out there that have cheated on their wives all pregnant. I'm pretty sure Kendra. <laughs> you remember Christ. the house bunny Kendra? What was her name? Yes. Her man slept with a woman, but I think it was a trans woman. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. While she was pregnant. Yeah, she like flushed her ring down the toilet. You know I watched that season <laughs> of their reality show. Um, I'm pretty sure Beyonce was she doing more I, I don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. But <laughs> yeah, while she was heavily pregnant with their first child, Kenzo. Allegedly. But either way, allegedly. yeah. 
Ah. Uh, this is according to Yahoo Sports. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I'm pretty sure, allegedly again, that he cheated on his wife while she was pregnant. And for me, that's a big, big no-no. Yeah, so from really there fun. on, I was like, I'm just not going to actively seek out Kevin Hart content. But I will admit, when his comedy specials did come out and when he was initially up and coming, I I was not, again, actively seeking him out. But I enjoyed his comedy. I thought he was very, very and funny. listen, you know what? That's fine. If you still yeah, enjoy I mean, him, that's cool. I know cool. for me, it's like, yeah, if you still enjoy him, that's cool. But I feel like, at least for me, in the way that I entertained or am entertained by kevin hart i believe it's probably similar in the same way that i used to think tyler perry movies are really good and really funny i used to think who else like cat williams comedy specials mm. were really funny back in the day mm-hmm. and now like you i obviously back. don't stand cat williams yeah. yeah but i feel like kevin hart is kind of like one of those Types of people were back in the day very entertained by them, but now I don't think I would be nearly as entertained as I would be. For sure, and my thing is, was if you're at this stature that you claim yourself to be at, why do you care about all the trolls? Why do you? Why are you addressing this and kicking and screaming? Just ignore it, like just especially like you have the stature, you have the money, you're still getting roles even after your whole scandal. Yeah, what? Why entertain this? Literally no one cares. And even so, like, if people don't think you're funny, you still have plenty of an audience that yes. doesn't matter. Like, clearly you're selling tickets to all your movies. Like, nothing is changing. Whatever. This isn't important. No, <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> so, Sweetie is coming out Oh, with nothing in terms of her and Quavo. I realized mm. on the one episode I was saying Quavo. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, I never knew who this man was before this show so <laughs> bear with me but she just came out in an interview and talked about how if someone should give back any gifts that they received after a breakup and she mm-hmm. said and i quote i mean if it's mine it's mine Ooh. and the interviewer actually noted that she was wearing a broken bag that quavo bought her during their interview I mean, it's hers. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? I've never been through a breakup, so I don't know about giving gifts and things back. I probably, depending on what the thing is, also like the types of gifts I get or request are things that I need every single day. Mm. Like they're not gifts that like a purse or something that I can just give back. You know what I mean? That's true. So, I mean, but in that situation, if I were to get something like that, it would depend. Like, if it's a car and I need a car, no, I'm keeping it. It's mine. What are you talking about? You gave this to me. It's your yeah, fault. Yeah, well, we know Quavo the took the Bentley back. Oh, exactly. I think it depends on the gift and what you actually want. I feel like if it's like little tchotchkes here and there, little memories, and I didn't want those memories to be in my house anymore after a breakup, oh, yeah, I'm giving them back. Or I'm just throwing them in the trash. Hmm. But when it comes, like, I don't have, I probably do not have the money or the status that these people have well, to be able to have <laughs> lavish gifts that. I could even. We're not giving away Bentleys left and right. Yes. Mm-mm. My thing is maybe a Toyota. <laughs> well, yes. Engagement ring, absolutely. Like we really? said, unless someone no, wronged you, give it back. That's the thing. If they wrong me, I'm keeping it. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. You can do whatever the fuck you want with that. You can flush it down the toilet. Like what's her face? You can do whatever. Like Kendra, but I think for gifts, keep it. I don't think there's anything wrong with keeping any old gift, a birthday gift, whatever, however lavish it may be. 
It's a gift. And I feel yeah. like it represents that moment in time. You need to move forward. It is what it is. I haven't experienced any serious breakup. I've witnessed breakups and I've seen, uh, mm-hmm. I still got a friend that's wearing a nice piece of jewelry that I know who bought <laughs> for her. And, um, I think that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It was a gift. It was given to her for a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't think there should be an expiration date on that. If that's the case, why are you giving them that gift? Uh, exactly, so, it's hers. Yeah. That's my thought. That's all I got. That's pretty much all she said about And I didn't read anything else regarding the interview. I just thought it was a fun topic to discuss. That is a fun topic. I like that one. Yeah. Okay, this next rabbit hole, dear God. Okay, so you remember this whole Chrissy Teigen bullying thing? I don't think we talked about mm-hmm. it on the show. With I had Courtney someone Stodden. refresh me about it recently because okay. I was confused. So this, like, I feel like we're playing the Kevin Bacon game on Wikipedia. Like, there are so yeah. many fucking ties to this story. So Michael Costello, did you watch Project Runway? Mm-mm. Okay, so he's involved. He was on Project Runway. And you're not going to believe who the fourth person involved in this story is. Who? She's a singer. Did, hasn't come out with anything notable in like 10 years. 10 years? Nah, you're going to have to tell me that. I'm not going to remember. Leona Lewis. Who is it, like Imogen Heap? No, who? Leona Lewis. What, what, why is she involved in this? Listen, what? okay, let me give you the rundown. This is so long. So fucking get your popcorn, get your drink, because you're going to need it after this. So if we remember, Courtney Stodden made headlines in 2011 when at the age of 16, they wed Doug Hutchinson. Stodden goes by they, them. Just Mm -hmm. putting that out there. And how old was their partner when they got married? Uh, I believe 50. He was 50. 16 and 50? Yes. So her mm. mom had to sign off on it. And mm. what followed was this huge media firestorm where people branded them as a teen bride and objectified her to the nines. Um, Anderson Cooper at one point compared them to a stripper on CNN. Dr. Drew examined oh their God. breasts in front of a live studio audience. Apparently, this was a huge firestorm. I kind of don't remember this. I don't remember this either, because this is deep in one direction yes. for me, so I do not remember this at all. <laughs> but even so, why is everyone going after them and not their 50-year-old partner? Thank you. So, people are now realizing how fucked up this was in light I'm of sure. the Britney Spears documentary and how young Stodden was at the time. Stodden called out Chrissy Teigen for bullying them on Twitter a decade ago. Stodden said she wouldn't just publicly tweet about me wanting to take a dirt nap, but would privately DM me and tell me to kill myself. Things like, I can't wait for you to die. Oh my God. Mind you, Stodden was a teenager at the time. And this blew up. Chrissy Teigen went silent on social media. Chris Jenner, do you know how they were coming out with some cleaning <laughs> brand for Target? Or something. Mm. I don't know if it was for Target. But anyway. Maybe. Chris Jenner pulled ties. Because you know Chris Jenner is on the fucking case. She, You are not going to bring her down <laughs> with all this mess. She's the first mm-hmm. one that's going to pull away. I'm pretty sure Target. I'm not sure if Target pulled ties yet. Because she has that uh, cookware line with them. But now 
Tegan is speaking out and she said, as you know, a bunch of my old, awful, awful, awful tweets resurfaced. I'm truly ashamed of them. As I look back at them and understand the hurt they caused, I have to stop and wonder how could I have done that? I was a troll full stop and I am so sorry. So let's pause there. What are our thoughts on this here? It's a fucking clusterfuck, and everyone needed to not point the fingers at them, but point the fingers at the 50-year-old who married a 16-year-old. Thank you. That's a child. Why and the is mother that signed them? off on it. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like there's bigger fish to fry here rather than the fact that this 16-year-old is now ma- Like, there's other fish to fry in this situation. Mm-hmm. And I want to add, when these allegations first came out from Stodden, Tegan claimed that she tried to reach out to Courtney privately since all this happened, but then Stodden mm. said that Tegan blocked her, mm. and they have never heard from her. So, bottom line, I'm just like, mm. why are we telling people to go die? Like, come on. Like, that's come on. And what? I know I've seen a lot of, I've seen a rise in content, at least for my YouTube, because I watch a lot of video essays about the topic, the downfall of Chrissy Teigen. And I've seen a lot of clips of other celebrities even not being that friendly to her mm. recently as well. Yeah. I don't know if this is inclusive of this, if this is separate of this, if this was before all of this information came out. I know through this now, a lot of people are looking at other tweets that she has sent that have been eaten. Very questionable. And by said, yeah. I mean posted on. No, listen, I will Twitter say, account. though, like this has kind of skewed my perspective on her because I yeah. did like a lot of her tweets. I thought she was funny at times, but I can totally see her as the fucking mean girl easily mm-hmm. like that. Like she strikes me as that type of person. Yeah, and I never really – I did like her tweets from time to time if they would pop up in my timeline. I don't think I ever followed her. I she was have, funny. I'm going to say there were a lot of things that were funny. I didn't know of this. and Exactly. Yeah, so. But my friend, she was telling me that she didn't really like Chrissy Teigen, and I okay. asked her why just because, again, I'm, I wasn't that big of a stan. I only yeah. really saw her Twitter. I knew she was married to John Legend, but that was really about it that I knew of her. Of course. And she was pointing out that a lot of times in interviews she would say things to – I guess make herself more known, if that makes sense. Mm, like she would like clapped. put her hands underneath her boobs to push them up and then like comment on her boobs as well, which is fine if that's what you want to do. But she, my friend noticed a pattern and this was like four or five years ago. I'm not even going to lie. She at that point had noticed a pattern where Chrissy Teigen kind of was showing either mean girl tendencies mm. or even like pick me tendencies through interviews. I see the very much pick me because it's like, what yeah. is she noteworthy for? She has these brand deals because of her, I want to say internet persona. She was a model, but no one really knew of her say, until John Legend. Yeah. And then she blew up on the internet. She went viral and that's how she really came to be. So yeah. I get that. And doing all these little things to stay relevant. I totally see that. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, But now, okay, we have to go further down the chain. Michael Costello, who was a Project Runway contestant years ago, took to Instagram after her apology and said that Tegan tried to ruin his career. 
Mm. He said, I wanted to kill myself and I still am traumatized, depressed, and have thoughts of suicide. According to the designer, the harassment began after Tegan left a comment on his Instagram page in 2014 accusing him of racism after seeing what he claims was a fake racist comment photoshopped by a former disgruntled employee to publicly Mm. embarrass him. He said, when I reached out to Chrissy Teigen to communicate that I was the victim of a vindictive cyber slander and everything she thought I was is not who I am, she told me that my career was over and that all my doors will be shut from there on. According to the designer, friends and colleagues in the industry informed him that Tegan and stylist Monica Rose had allegedly gone out of their way to threaten people and brands that if they were in any shape or form associated with him, they would not work with any of them. So he also included images of alleged DMs of Tegan who refused to believe the designer's claim and said, racist people like you deserve to suffer and die. Again, why? I hate to laugh. I'm not trying to make fun of this, but why are we just throwing that out so easily? I hope you I was going to say, that's kind of, like, that's... Girl! Girl, it's one thing to bully. It's another thing to do... I mean, that is bullying, but that's another level of... Yes! The fuck? Yeah, I... Sorry, I just think that's really out out of the blue... And I know, but I'm even thinking me about the guard. people in my life that I absolutely cannot stand. And I don't even wish death upon them. But, like, I just wish, like, just random dumb shit yeah. happens to them. Like, on a day that they're really frustrated from work and they're driving home, they get a flat. Like, shit like, like I, that, I'd you know? love for you to like, be miserable <laughs> for all the rest of your days, but I don't need yeah. you to die. I want you to suffer through it. Come on now. Yeah, let alone <laughs> telling people that they should go. And, yeah, like, it's, it's a lot. Ugly. It's a that's lot. That's a lot, girl. That's, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with this situation, I'm just like, again, we had the whole Ellie Kemper thing last week. We said, okay, let's wait until we hear the full story. Mm-hmm. Why are we jumping to conclusions? I get it. Things, and I'm a white person, so who am I? You know, Chrissy Teigen is a person of color. and I was, I was literally just looking up her ethnicity. Well, I believe her mother is uh, Filipino? No? Her or mother is from Thailand, Thailand and her father is, is white. American of Norwegian descent. Okay, so she's biracial. And listen, something may trigger you and you want to speak up on it right away. I just feel like a lot of this is just pointing fingers and jumping the gun and throwing out things that we shouldn't be saying initially and just kind of let's take a step back and let's take a breather and assess the situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. From Chrissy, not this guy necessarily. So it's like, ah, that's where I'm at. What, what, What are your thoughts? My thoughts are just like, I really, again, I never paid that much attention to Chrissy Teigen just because I didn't have the time and the energy to. But now I'm looking at John Legend like, John. (laughs) I know, right? Like, if she was doing all of this in private, I also wonder, like, how much of this did you know? He's up to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now can I let you know how Leona Lewis fills it on this? Yeah, because now I'm confused about that part of the story. So, <laughs> now Leona Lewis is speaking out against the designer, Michael Costello. <gasps> so, she took to Instagram the next day, claiming that the fashion designer humiliated her at a 2014 charity event and left her with body Ooh. insecurities for years. Damn. She goes, I usually don't speak on subjects like this. Don't we all, sis? But honestly, I feel like I have to say something. 
I wanted to share my experience in 2014. I was asked to take part in a fashion show to raise money for charity. Michael Costello was assigned as my designer. As an excited young woman, I flew all the way to New York and was honored to work with him because I adored his dresses. She went on to say that he made her feel very awkward and uncomfortable as the dress was a sample size and his team clearly did not want to alter it to fit her. Weeks yeah. prior, she was told that it would work for her. Um, but then, night before the show, with no explanation at all, Michael refused to turn up to fit the dress. And he mm. no longer wanted to dress her and abandoned her commitments to work with her. And she was just very triggered from that entire experience. She was so embarrassed. And because oh she went all that way out. And it made her feel like her size was not permitted to walk in that dress. You know, she didn't look but like those models. what is her size? Thank you. Like, come on. Because I was going to say, based off of what I remember, at least of Leona Lewis, her size is probably at most average of the United States. Yes. So she went on to say, I'm not discounting Michael's experience, um, as that's an awful thing to go through. I wish him love and healing. She mm. just wants to come out and say that, you know, bullying comes in many different forms. We need love. We need accountability. We need forgiveness. None of us are perfect. I mm. agree. I agree. Yes. I mean, it's like we've been saying for months, as long as there's an apology and there's clear actions that have been taken to get better. Yes. That's what we care about, at least here. If it's clear that this person isn't getting any better, hasn't learned from their mistakes in the past, you know? <laughs> exactly. And yeah, this whole ring of maru, <laughs> I can't go into the nitty gritty because I just don't care. And it's kind of pointless in the end. It's just Let's all be nicer to each other. And if we fucked up, own up to it and move forward and do better. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. We And let's not wish, let's just not throw around, I hope you die. Let's yeah. just not. Let's not do that. I feel like there's a lot of other insults or things you can wish upon oh, someone absolutely. that does not Like, death. I hope that you have a fucking hangnail. Like, I hope you have a fucking hangnail for the rest of your days, okay? Yeah, like one right on the corner of your thumb that just stings a little too often. Yes. Yeah, no, I get exactly what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, like I said, get flat on, like, an already frustrating day of the week that you've had. Um, Not, like, a life-threatening flat, but just something that's going to set you back a couple hours, yes. you know? Yes, <laughs> for sure. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, but then after that, Costello was pulling up receipts saying that he emailed her so many times after that. I don't care. Let's just move yeah. forward. Uh, luckily, there's no one else in this chain of events. Uh, it's like Kevin Bacon. Okay, so where did this lead back to? <laughs> Courtney <laughs> Stratton, right? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so... I don't know. I think this kind of opened my eyes to Chrissy Teigen a little bit, but we'll see what she does moving forward. I'd like to see yeah, what she does. Hasn't she with already this. deleted her Twitter account? Right. I think so. I don't think so. She she went off of social media for a minute and then she came back like oh, two weeks later. Oh, that's probably what I'm thinking yeah. of her going off of social media. So who knows? I'd like to see what she does going forward, and we'll we'll reassess. But yeah. you know, I just think the funniest part about this is Chris Jenner being like, ooh, baby, fuck no. Like, I am pulling that brand deal. Immediately like, be like, mm -mm, I'm out of here. I make my mm -mm, coin. Mm -mm, Thank mm -mm. you very much. If it's one thing Chris Jenner knows how to do, it's how to either avoid or address situations very quickly. Absolutely. It, that, 
I just typed in Chrissy Teigen to see if she had a Twitter account, and the first tweet that came up was Lin Manuel Miranda, John Legend, and Chrissy Teigen all been getting their shit collected by Twitter the past seventy two hours. Oh boy! Well, do you want to talk I've about the that? Lin Manuel Miranda slander. Do you want to talk about in the Heights? I I don't know how much I can comment on in the Heights, but I can okay. at least comment on the casting. Okay. That I've seen. Yes. Yes, let's talk about it then. People are coming out and complaining. I don't have anything written down, but from what I remember, people are upset because it was meant to showcase that Afro-Latina community and Mm. the face of the movie were all light-skinned actors. Yes. Even though I love me some Anthony Ramos, I will say. That man is delicious. Absolutely. And his girlfriend or fiance now, or maybe even wife, Jasmine Jones, Oh my god, they're absolutely beautiful as a couple. I'm sorry, continue. And I would say my thing is, I agree. I think we need representation, of course. But do I think we should be dragging Lin-Manuel Miranda for this? I don't know. I think he's brought so much light to the not only the African-American community, but the Latin community. And my point of view, again, I'm a white man, so who am I to say? I think he's done a lot. Of course, there have been mistakes mm-hmm. along the way. I'm not saying he's perfect. But I think this is kind of starting to open up the doors so we don't have, you know, the West Side Story from 50 years ago that was completely whitewashed without a single Latin American actor on the set, you know? so And I, and I think, because obviously we don't know, but I think the fingers should be pointed less. Well, you know what? I will point fingers at Lynn Badgell Brando, but not yeah. about the heights, okay? Because I rewatched Hamilton recently. Mm-hmm. He has some of the most talented people I've ever seen into my entire life in that show. Why did he say, yeah, I'm going to act as Hamilton? <laughs> that is I my will give you that one. I mean, I'm not, I've heard stories that he's like a terrible person to work with and is very dramatic and annoying. Mm. And I kind of believe it because he cast himself in every role that he's ever written. You know, he was yeah, in every show yeah, in, in the Heights. As like one of the leads. Yeah, exactly. Get over yourself. But I would say in terms of bringing representation, what are your thoughts on that? I agree with what they're saying, at least about the casting. I don't know if we should necessarily be pointing a finger at him specifically because we don't know what was happening with the rights. He wrote the show. We know he wrote the show, but how involved was he in the actual casting portion? Mm-hmm. Like, this is a feature-length film. There's a huge team of people. What do the casting directors look like? Are they predominantly white people? And I've okay. seen interviews of people talking to some of the people in the casting room that were able to make those decisions. And I believe in one of them, again, allegedly, the person stated that they did have people of darker complexion, of Afro-Latino descent, audition for the musical. And apparently they were good, but they just didn't choose them. Okay. Like, so there was enough talent to audition or this is what I gathered from the video that I watched. Hmm. There was talent that they could have used within the musical, but it seemed like there was an underlying or either active decision to not cast them. And when I saw the clip of, I think it's like the intro song, I was like, where are the black people? This is like, mm. the, this is not the Heights. Mm-hmm. This is not the Heights. Like yeah. I've been to the Heights. This is not the yes. Heights. So I agree with everything that they're saying yeah. with the casting because it's not diverse. It's not. It's a very specific form of, Latino that they were going for. Okay. It's very clear in that. Yeah. And I agree. I think there's room for more representation, but do you think we should scrap the entire movie altogether? I I mean we can't. The movie's already out. <laughs> oh, well, yes, but I mean like 
come at it and be like, okay, well, this was a disgrace, whatever. Yeah, I mean, we can... Because I don't, I, I feel like, I don't know. Because at the end of the day, I want whoever was in it to still get the money that they deserve. Because a lot of those actors, even though they aren't of darker complexion, still probably won't be able to have access to nearly that many roles in their career based off the way that Hollywood well, yes. has been and still is. Of course, there's been a lot more diversity re- recently, but especially for the Latino community, lots of fucking room for growth. Yeah. Lots of room for growth. And, and I'm I not saying we I, physically need to scrap it. Obviously, that's not going to happen. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. is it fair to give them credit and say, listen, this is start- This is a step forward? I don't even know because they could have done more. They could have we done more. We saw more with yes. Hamilton. Yes. They could have done more. And they had the means to do more and they still actively chose not to do it. Okay. So it's kind of like, don't applaud a fish for swimming. I just want to say, I am not arguing with you here. I'm just asking these questions because I want to yeah. get your perspective. That's all it is. No, I completely understand. Yeah. And I also want to get your perspective too. I think for me, it's just, there is such a diverse Latino and Afro-Latino community. They did advertise it as being a very diverse mm-hmm. musical for the Afro-Latino community. And they clearly yeah. didn't serve that. Yes. So I don't think it's, I don't know about scrapping the movie. I think depending on what you believe, you can just not go see it, not support it yourself. Yeah. I personally probably won't be seeing it, even though I love Anthony Ramos. Like, oh my <laughs> God, he's so fucking hot. Um, but I don't think it's inherently bad to still want to enjoy the movie. I know that musical for a lot of people was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. It was very nice to have. Yeah. And I don't think that's inherently a bad thing. I think the way that they went about it, though, for the movie is not good because Mm -hmm. of the casting specifically. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the talent that they casted, the songs and the plot, I don't know much about it. I've actually never seen it. Okay. But I know the way that it's, it it was intended to be. Yes. Yeah. Again, I have not seen the movie, so I I can't comment on that in particular. But I will say if you have... You know, the Afro-Latin community coming out and saying, we feel underrepresented in a mm-hmm. movie that's supposed to represent them. I, I think they have a fair point, and I think they should be heard. Yeah, and and I think I've seen, too, a lot of, or a couple actors that have worked with Lynn before commenting about how not diverse the movie is, too. Okay. So I feel like that more so just shows that the finger should be pointed, of course, always it should be pointed at casting. Yes. But the people that we should be blaming is casting, because... Again, I love Anthony Ramos. I'm not going to see this movie, but do I think it's his fault? Do I think that he was in cahoots about no, this? No, you can't Probably blame not. him for that. Yeah. And plus, exactly. if you were given a paycheck that, of that size, come on. And it's not like he's doing something inherently bad. Like, yeah. he is Latin American. Like, right? Yeah. And he is very talented. Yes. I'm sure he's did a great job for that role. Mm-hmm. God, I love him. Oh, my God. Sorry. Every time I think about him, like, my nipples just get a little harder. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> that took a whole turn, but... That took a whole turn. I'm yeah, sorry. Continue. I think in the end, there are a lot of more discussions to have about this. I'm mm-hmm. not the person to have the discussion with just because... No, you're not. I am <laughs> I'm also not the person yeah, to so have. Yeah. Let's listen to our Afro-Latino friends and go from there. See what they have yeah. to say. I think it's good that we have these discussions. And that's why I raise... See, I want to show on this podcast that you can change your mind about things and you can have open conversations about things that are touchy subjects for people. You know what I'm saying? Like things... Yeah especially regarding race, that people tend to avoid 
because it makes them feel uncomfortable. But we have to have those discussions because if not, we're not going to improve uh, life for anybody, you know? Yeah. Okay, so we were talking about Kris Jenner. I just quickly want to mention this. So Travis Scott um, was out and about in New York City with Kylie and Stormy. Stormy looked fucking cute as hell. She was serving looks. I'm sure. um, Because Scott was being honored at the 72nd Annual Parsons Benefit for his contributions to fashion design, entrepreneurship, etc. Scott who? Travis Scott. Oh, like Kylie's baby daddy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant fucking Scott Jessica. Wait, what? No, that's last week. Anyways, during his acceptance speech, the rapper reportedly gushed and said, Stormy, I love you. And wifey, I love you. So now it's rumored that they are back together. Again, I don't care. (laughs) I, (laughs) I just feel like this is the thought that came to my head. And this is why I brought this up. I feel kind of bad for Stormy here. I'm just, I don't know their relationship, but I'm just going to say, if you're going to get back together, be serious about it. Because don't be playing these games with your child at such a impressionable age and have her getting attached to mommy and daddy being together again and then separated and then together again and then separated. Like, mm. let's make sure we're doing this because we definitely want to. I get what you're saying. Like, Especially for kids, like they love the idea of their parents being together. Because sure. I think that's the goal that media specifically tries to push down everyone that marriage is the end goal. You know, you want to be married, you want to be in a long term relationship before you have kids, which again is pushing the idea of the nuclear family, which is a whole conversation in itself. Yes. But I get what you're saying, and I get that concern, and I think that's reasonable, especially now that I have nieces and nephews. Because mm-hmm. that can be traumatic. It can be very traumatic. Even just not having people consistently be around can be very traumatic. That neglect. Yeah. Yeah. And it also doesn't help that the media Mm. is probably going to be writing about whether or not they're back together, are together, judging it up. When when there's kids involved. And I can't imagine what that might be on like a kid's psyche to just see headlines like that all the time. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I mean, I don't know the situation. Who knows? They could have been back together for quite some time now. We just haven't heard. Yes. But I get what you're saying. Like, if you, like, maybe not reveal to kids so soon if you are back together or if you and have. Maybe they up. took that time. Who knows? We're Who knows? just seeing I mean, they're also, from a public lens. Kylie is so young. Kylie's our age. Honey, don't even get me started. She's like 23 going on 50. Exactly. Kylie is so young that she's also probably just trying to figure it yeah. the out. Mm-hmm. Just because she has all that money doesn't mean she has all them fucking answers. That's the truth. That is the truth. I'm just saying, have the right intentions, folks. Mm-hmm. Okay? Between the two of you lovebirds, if you're going to get together for the right reasons, I love that and I support that. But let's try not to get little Stormy's hopes up. She is so... Okay, I just want to say this. So speaking of YouTube channels, Kylie Jenner is a YouTube channel, and Stormy is so well-spoken. I remember at the age of two, she was like just going off and off and off. Have you watched it? Any of her videos? Why would I have watched it? Listen. I've never even seen that. See, don't... I rebuke this energy. I cannot have any of them little Kardashians showing up on my YouTube recommended for you. I swear to what God. What have I become? No, but I, I just want to put to that out there. Stormy was very well-spoken and polite, so it seems like she is on the right track. Probably. Her mom got a billion dollars, don't she? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Enough of that. We need to stop with the Kardashians on here. I'm sorry. I got to put an end to it. <laughs> yeah. So um, remember our uh, dear friend Kelly Dodd on this podcast? We were talking about her Real Housewives of OC, was talking about the super spreader, got the vaccine before like everyone else when it was yes. just going to like, ascent- not even essential workers. It was going to like people in hospitals, healthcare workers. Mm. So... Uh, isn't karma just great? She's not returning to the next season of Real Housewives of OC. They're having a huge facelift. So listen, don't let the door hit you, honey. And we know all those brand deals cut out, cut ties cut. after that. Now it's not reported as to whether or not it had any her, you know, COVID controversy had anything to do with her departure from the housewives. But um mm-hmm. see ya. Did. Bye, bitch. You and those yeah, big ass. I don't ass know lips. any of the other housewives talking about COVID in the way that she has. No, and that was despicable, disgusting. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Karma's a bitch. Just wait. It, it comes when it comes. It That's comes what I'm when saying. you least fucking Karma expect it. Karma will take it. care of the trash for you. Thank you. It's like a self service. Now, in other news, I'm kind of interested in this. In housewife news, Ooh. have you heard about this new Hulu documentary, The Housewife and the Hustler? I saw it. About it came Jane up at the top of my thing. It's on my list. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that until last week because the Financial Diet did a video about like the problems with the Real Housewives, and then she mentioned that beef, but she didn't say exactly what happened. So then I googled it and I said, "Hold on." So listen. So Erica Jane is on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Her mm-hmm. former husband, because they got divorced, right? Yeah, they got divorced. Oh, I didn't know used, they got divorced. He used to be a lawyer. And now this documentary is alleging that he was involved in embezzlement. So he claimed that the couple was blowing money left and right just before they were accused of staging a divorce, allegedly as a part of a complex scheme to embezzle money from plane crash victims, among others. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, Jane is connected to this. And they, okay, this is the part that got me into it. Did you see who they were interviewing? Who? Danielle Staub. Who is that? From Real Housewives of New Jersey. What? That bitch. And she she has no real connection to Erica Jane. She was like, yeah, I've seen her on the show, and I also worked with her on Watch What Happens Live a few times. She always shows up. She always. But I'm like. Danielle always shows up to make a cameo, make a quick book. Listen, but you want a viable source, and you're calling her up? What? Exactly. She's been on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills across the country from New Jersey. That was just, listen, with all these stories between Leona Lewis and now Danielle Staub, these fucking curveballs, man. Left field. <laughs> out of left fucking field. Oh my God. Yeah, and she went on to say, I know a lot of fake people and it turns out she's just one of them. And she was reading this woman of filth on Instagram right when this came out, and now she's bringing Teresa Judice into the mess, and she's saying how Bravo continues to support all these criminals. And I mean, she's not necessarily wrong. Well, she's not necessarily innocent, because look, nope. Paco and the Kettle Black, it's alleged. Remember from season one when she was allegedly, allegedly connected to some sort of kidnapping with a drug dealer mm. she was dating? What? Allegedly. <laughs> I remember the mugshot, cop without a badge. We all remember that book. Come on oh, now. My God. Oh my and God. And this is why we watch. Okay, I'm not going to argue it. This is why we watch The Housewives because so we much. want the fucking dirt. But that's the thing. I remember when Erica Jane was saying how she spends forty thousand a month 
just on like upkeep and clothes and shit like that. I was like, something in the milking. You can't be that rich. Yeah. Apparently, allegedly, her former husband's clients, he would take money from them that he said he was investing and give it to her to further her career and into all her business adventures, allegedly. Yeah, and um, she's going to be on the next season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, so it's going to be interesting to see if she even addresses it. You know we're going to be might watching, not. though. I'm, she's the type of person where I wouldn't be surprised if she well, There are probably so many lawyers it. involved. Please, mm-hmm. come on now. But, um, yeah, that 180 with Danielle Staub, I just said, girlfriend, what? I'm bringing Teresa into this? I said. Yeah, like, why? even so, whoever created the documentary, why would you interview her of all the housewives? Come on. All I know is... Andy Cohen is sitting in the corner laughing and he wants to make sure that she's on that next season because guess what? Mm-hmm. We're going to watch. We're going to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I might watch commentary videos so I'm not directly watching it at least. I hate to say Because you it. know people are going to be doing to commentary videos on it. I, well, yes. But I'm going to tune in. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. And plus, I want to watch this. I want to watch this documentary. I need to. Oh, I'm going to definitely watch this documentary. Are you kidding me? Now I'm invested. Why is Daniel Staub involved? <sighs> What a fucking mess, that woman. Okay, now this last story. We're going on long, but it's okay. We got a lot to talk about. I like this. Um, Mm -hmm. These are kind of cute, so I wanted to include these. So you never know what sort of hobby or what predicament you get into, what that's going to lead to. So Seth Rogen apparently sold one of his ceramic vases. So he took up ceramics during quarantine. That's cute. And he's been showing it all over Instagram. And now apparently... He made five figures off of one of his ceramics at an auction. How can I do that? Bitch. Five? Yeah. Figures? He made almost $10,000. 12000 Canadian bucks. Yeah, how do I do that? And this sculpture wasn't even that crazy. I'm sure. It's probably just because it's Seth Rogen. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. So we, listen, we took up this podcast during quarantine. So if anyone wants to give us a nice brand deal, hit us up. A the nice commercial section's free. We got plenty of time. <laughs> plenty of time. But yeah, I just thought that was cool. You know, you never know what certain projects or hobbies, what that's going to lead to. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> now, my final story, Gorilla Glue Girl. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I'm scared. What happened? So we remember Gorilla Glue Girl. She had the whole mm-hmm. fiasco earlier this year when she put fucking Gorilla Glue spray adhesive oh on gosh. her head. And it was rock solid for weeks until that, you know, plastic surgeon got it removed for free. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That 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 story made my heart rate skyrocket. <laughs> skyrocket the entire time. <laughs> so... She's collecting her coin now. She's coming out with her own line of hair care products and says they'll Aww. hold a ponytail like glue, but without the nightmare. So <laughs> she's See, offering. I think I would trust these project, yeah. products. So I love the name. It's called Forever Hair. And she's offering a hairspray for 14 bucks, sleek okay. edge control for 13 and hair okay. growth for 18 Okay. Yeah, so you can find this at tbforeverhair.com. And I'm in full support of this. Hey, turn a dull moment into a success. You know, hey, make your Especially girl. after the world ridiculed her, girl, get your money. <laughs> we dragged her to filth. We all know we did. We were like, mm-hmm. what did you girl, do? Girl, get your money. <laughs> do that rebound. Go on vacation. You deserve it. You deserve rest. 
Manny oh, deserved rest. Oh my god. I just thought that was the funniest shit in the world. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> go on, girl. Do your thing. And that's all I got this week. All right. Well, I have two stories, actually. Okay. So I guess I'm going to do these instead of tittering thoughts or tittering treats this week. So I couldn't think of anything. Okay, but. so can we do it after the break? Oh, sure. Let's do that. Just to split it up a little bit. So we'll be back after this. Hello, everyone. It is not tittering thoughts or tittering tweets. A bitch has stories. So <laughs> We love it. First off, I don't know if you've heard this. This is okay. in the news today. Mackenzie Scott, the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos, has now in total donated more than $8 billion. And according to both the New York Times as well as she created a Medium article where she talked about um, how much money she was donating. She also listed all of the organizations. There's 286 organizations that they're donating to this first quarter of the year. Um, and specifically in this first quarter and the organizations that they're donating to, in total, they're donating $2.7 billion. Let that sink in. Billion. USD. Okay, Billion. Jeff, Jeff when's B. your turn? Instead of going to space with your brother, what's your turn? <laughs> I read her article and I don't have any direct quotes from it, but in an essence, she was talking about how the money that she and other, you know, 1% people like her have made have been off of the backs and have been made through a system that purposely underserves specific communities. So they're donating to like colleges and communities. Thank God she's finally fucking, you know, being somewhat self aware. (laughs) Exactly. So she. They made it a point to donate to like specific community colleges and other higher education institutes oh in underserved communities um, and hunger by providing funds to groups at the ground level in a lot of these affected areas and many more. You can actually, if you go to the article, you can see the list of all 286 groups that they are donating to. Um, a lot of the universities I recognize the names of, but in yeah. terms of the other groups that they're donating to. The main one that I actually recognized was NDM Collective. I personally have donated to them before in the past, I believe. Might have been MDM. I don't know. I'm My mind is kind of boggled. But I saw a tweet that somebody made. I'm forgetting who made it, which is what I agree with, where it's great that she's donating all of this money because, granted, she's still making tons of money because she still has stock in Amazon, and stock in Amazon is only going to continue to go up. Well, yes. That is just an unfortunate fact of life. And it's great that she's donating all of this money and giving away her wealth. However, if businesses as big and like Amazon that had the revenue that Amazon had were getting taxed fairly and were providing their workers with livable oh, yes. wages, we wouldn't need to depend on the 1% to, Absolutely. I guess, quote unquote, save us or give funding to these institutions that are trying to solve a lot of these problems that are created through the capitalist society that we're in through right now in the United States. what you've been doing to gain this insane amount of wealth that no one, you cannot grasp that insane amount of wealth. You can't even you can't. touch anything. I you can't know, even grasp the idea possible. of one, like million dollars, yeah. let alone one billion dollars. Billion. Uh, listen, I'm not going to knock her because I think this is a lot more than what other people in the 1% are doing. I'm uh, not wink, saying wink. that this is... <laughs> everything like it's not a cure-all honey let's continue okay i'd like to see what you do after this maybe call up your ex-husband and let's pay the amazon workers livable wages but the ironic part is like you said you know instead of just solving the problem at the root 
they come out and do all these things for show to make it seem and I, I'm not trying to bash it because that's a lot of money and that's gonna benefit. And I think a lot she's doing it based off of the article that I saw and the article that I read, her mm-hmm. medium article. It seems like she really is trying to do it from a place of good and be like, no, this is also fucked up. Okay. There was a lot of acknowledgement of that throughout the article. And I'll give her but, that. Thank you for being self-aware and finally looking in the mirror and realizing how fucked up the situation is. But let's- Yeah, but I get what you're saying. Like, don't applaud a fish for swimming. Like, you, yeah. you are sitting on billions of dollars. You should be giving away this money. Yeah. And let's focus on the root cause. Instead of just donating this away, well- Let's donate a good portion that you've spent years and years beating the backs of how many Americans, just not even Americans, people overseas, people just barely making a living trying to get by. Yeah. And I agree with what you're saying where I'm happy that she acknowledged that she made this money off of a system that exploits the fuck out of everyday people that are just trying to make a living. And that's why there's giving back, but let's focus at the theoretically they shouldn't have to we shouldn't have to depend on no. them to give back. No, we should not. We should just depend on them from the get-go, giving their employees livable mm. wages. That's it. Period. Exactly. Yeah. And apparently some of these organizations are giving like of course two point seven billion dollars is a lot. So a couple of organizations are getting like millions of dollars. Two hundred and eighty six? No, that's what I'm saying. That's a shit ton of money. Like I'm I literally gonna do the math. I'm probably that. gonna miss a zero. Hold on. Okay. Two, seven, one, two. Okay. That's gonna make a now huge difference. Yes. At my phone calculator won't even go to build you. Hold on, I need to turn it. The fuck? <laughs> Okay, now we're at 2.7 billion divided by 286. And this is for the, just this quarter. That's what she's donating. That's over. Honey. Do I even know what that number is? <laughs> if she split it evenly, it would have been $9.4 million per organization. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to knock her. Listen, this was a nice move. And yeah. you're going to benefit a lot of people. But we need exactly. to focus at the root still. We can't forget about that. Don't let this be a distraction. Exactly, exactly. And then my last story is, so in honor of Tupac's 50th birthday, which would have been this year. Oh my year, God, is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Jada Pickett-Smith shared a never-before-seen-or-heard poem by Tupac that I believe that he gave her, allegedly. This is what I believe. No um, And I'm not going to read the poem because it. It, it is pretty long and I don't think we have enough time. We're already over time yeah, as okay. it is. But it was very vulnerable. and. She read the poem while showing the poem in the video that she posted. I highly recommend that you go see it. Uh, No, it wasn't on table talk. It was actually like a very low quality video. The way she's holding the camera is like not that stable, but still. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Jada wasn't like, okay, let's use this as a red table talk moment. But anyways. But when it comes to Tupac, she is very, not secretive, but she definitely clearly still holds him close to her heart. Absolutely. And. I think he gave her this poem Mm. based off of the way he signed the end of it and the fact that it's still in her possession all of these years later. And I, one, was impressed by his vulnerability within the poem, especially, like, even now, but back then when he was alive, vulnerability being shown by Black men was very not common. No. It was not common. It was shown as weakness. So reading this poem, I was really struck by how open he was Mm -hmm. about his thoughts and how he wasn't really that optimistic about life in general Mm. because of things that were going on. Mm -hmm. And of course I know 
everybody was making jokes about how Will is now Jada's rebound for three decades uh-uh. <laughs> because of Tupac yes. and other people. And people always make jokes about that. But it's very clear that the love that they had for each other, even though, as far as we know, it was very platonic. Mm-hmm. It shows that that love never goes away. He's been no. dead for so long. Yeah, I will say, I always think it's cool to read letters from people who have passed long time yeah. ago. Not necessarily just letters, but finding out new things, new intimate um, details about... Uh, that sounds so weird. But just <laughs> really getting an insight on their own perspective about yeah. life or whatever was going on down the line. Because I feel like Tupac especially is this like omnipresent figure almost like he's he's Mm -hmm. on that scale that's like he he wasn't even real you know Mm -hmm. and seeing that humanistic side to him is very cool to witness because you don't see him as such yeah like i said for me it was just the vulnerability in the letter yeah it uh, it was absolutely incredible i highly recommend that you go and Watch the video and read the letter if you haven't already. Yeah. It's beautiful. For sure. But yeah, it just shows a lot of love. A lot of love they had for each other. Yes. And that that is the theme of this episode. Send love, not hate. We're we're not wishing people to die. (laughs) Okay. We do not (laughs) need to wish death upon anybody. I'll be jumping to some extremes quickly. And I'm like, ooh, simmer down. No. Simmer down, y'all. Simmer down. We do not need to be doing that. Um, yeah, that's really all I got for this episode. Anything else you want to say? Um, no, I'm going to drink some juice now. <laughs> drink some juice. I, uh, I have therapy and then I'm going to the gym, which I'm excited about. So do good And then I'm seeing you. you this weekend. Yes. It's been over how long? How many years? Oh my God. It's been over like a year and a half. Literally. Ah. <laughs> so enjoy your week, everybody. Have a good week. If you're stressed out, just take those moments during the day for yourself. That's what I've been trying to do. And hopefully yes. this past hour was that moment for you. And yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>